going. Four two three, get fame. That's four two three, get fame. I would tell you to leave a message, but the truth is, I don't really care. I've had this hotline open for months, and not one of you jokers have what it takes to be famous like me. So leave a message if you want, but don't expect a call back. I've got way more important things to do than to waste my time on losers like Mascarita Sagrada and you all. Thank you, and have a nice day. Hey there, folks, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 23 of the Grave Consequences Podcast, which is, of course, a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Uh, my name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. You can follow my co-host, friend, and producer, Greg, at Examazarati. I almost I realized, you know, as we're introing this, we forgot to do the Twitter handle gimmick last time. But I figure, you know, if they've been listening to us for 50-some-odd weeks, at least over a year now, that they would know who we are, you know? They're not so confused as to, like, oh, what's going on? Yeah, I don't really think anyone follows me anyway. <laughs> fair enough, yeah, fair enough. Uh, but hey, Season 2, Episode 23, the working title, Phoenix, Dragon, and Spaceman. Yeah, I, I want to change that. Are you like it? No, no, you can change it. If you come up with something better, I don't care, dude. Yeah, I haven't. we had to get rid of the previous name, so I'm not sure what we should call it next. So maybe if we don't come up with anything organically, we'll just go with what they said. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Who knows? But hey, folks, also check out the Eddie and Caleb Zerocast every Wednesday night after AEW Dynamite. That is, of course, me and another buddy of mine talking about hero movies, doing reviews, that sort of thing. Good. Stuff. I feel bad for you guys because you guys are going through like, I mean, people think of the good superhero movies, but they always forget about the thousands of shitty yeah. superhero movies because there's a lot. Yeah, this is a diamond in the rough situation. and It always has been. People don't remember the bad. Oh, did you watch? I, keep, I I have dementia, so I probably ask you this every time, like 51st mm-hmm. Dates. But have you seen The Spirit yet? No, we are getting there. Oh, my God. I can't wait for you to sit through that turd. <laughs> do you want to join us on that one, buddy? I will not watch that again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's that bad. Interesting, man. Interesting. Um, Because we're pretty close to that. We're in. We're in 2008. We're about to record uh, Hellboy 2, and then I think we got Dark Knight coming up. But Ooh, Hellboy 2 it, is great. I love Hellboy Yeah, 2. Hellboy 2 was a pretty good time. Uh, that being said, let's see. We did the Twitter handle gimmick. We did the – oh, by the way, it, it is, once again, it's November 13, Saturday. This is the second part of our two-part recording. Um, have a good December 2nd. <laughs> and remember, fuck the Eternals. Yes, yes, the Eternals. It was mid. It was very forgettable. Um, Did they fight a giant CGI crap fest at the end? Mm, kind of, sorta. Yep. Yeah, it's whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, whatever. Enough about the Eternals. We're getting right into it. El Conjunto Nuevo Hola plays us in, and. After that, Matt Stryker and Vampiro tell us that at Ultima Lucha Dos, the trio's titles will be defended by the Worldwide Underground. Of course, that is Johnny Mundo, 
Jack Evans and PJ Black had to think there for a second. They're being defended against who I have dubbed the Lucha Friends. They are Drago, Phoenix, and Aerostar. Oh, that's the title. What's that? What's the title? Lucha Friends? The Lucha Friends. That's great. That's great. Uh, but hey, and you know, they've also announced what we already knew from last week's episode. Prince Puma versus Rey Mysterio. Again, that's your main event. <laughs> Whether or not it goes on last, that's your main event. But hey, uh, our first match of the night, King Cuerno versus Mil Muertes. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, this isn't going to see a finish. Or if it does, it's it's not the end. <laughs> no, and uh, it was... They had a lot of work to do to bring because Quirino has been strong and he's yeah. had good wins over like I think Mundo and he, even um, yeah he beat Mundo Phoenix uh, yeah. I think even Puma maybe I don't think so I could be wrong uh, he pinned <clears throat> Puma I think in like a trios match or something yes stuff like that but he's had yeah. wins but Mill uh, despite how much it hurt seeing him lose to Matanza the first time I watched. He's yeah. not that damaged. No. He's not that he's hurt. Not. So they had to do quite a little bit of work to make it kind of believable for, because he's still a monster, for yeah. Cuerno to be able to beat him. Yeah. And you mentioned it last week. The red the red contacts. He's got the red contacts. He's got a new mask on. Like It's like, yeah, he died, but he is... He got better. Yeah, exactly, which is your biggest fear. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, it's like if uh, Michael started working out. <laughs> Start, see Michael Myers doing CrossFit and shit. <laughs> Although, if he was doing CrossFit, I wouldn't be super worried because I know he'd be injured within a week. But, um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Cuerno spends this match working as the hunted. Yeah, it's 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 always a and I I do like his matches as I said before it's always like a predator versus prey type of uh, match and I like that dynamic and I like the psychology of how they tell it uh, and this was the t- the story of the hunter you know being chased by uh, by his prey and trying to set traps and 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 this and there was one interesting part where he's doing the uh, the dive he does the arrow from hell I think it's called yeah yeah. Well, the camera work made it look like when he they showed him aiming it and then they showed the camera panning on Mill. But it kind of focused on Katrina, so it made it look like he was aiming for Katrina with his arrow, which yeah. would be a smart thing for the hunter to do because she's the thing that brought him back. He was dead. Yeah, you can't. Exactly. Mill's always going to come back as long as she's there, uh, mm-hmm. and wants him back. So it was that was interesting camera work. I don't know if it was on purpose, but I liked it. Yeah. No, you're right. And another thing, I'm glad you mentioned the arrow from hell because for some reason the referee was doing the count, but he was doing it outside the ring, like right next to Mil Muertes, even though he's never done that before. It's like a day ex machina. And it was purely just for the ref bump. It was. Yeah. I, I, he was out there and I was like, Oh, is the ref getting bumped? Cause I, I did notice that. I was like, why is the ref outside? The ref doesn't need to be outside. No, you can count from inside the ring. You always do. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, there's a few, I don't know if it was this episode, and maybe it was a few episodes too, but the announcers, uh, as we've said, we've tuned them out just because we hear them a lot. Not yeah. Anything terrible, but um, they make little quips about how blind Marty is and you know, yeah, how incompetent he is. And I think yeah. promotions just start doing that, not making refs outright heels, but playing up the fact that refs suck in wrestling. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like every now and again, and I watched 
plenty of baseball playoffs this year, but like you noticed how even like the most seasoned officials can be very, they can make errors, but like they can make horrendous errors, like in the field behind the plate and it's ridiculous. And, you know, announcers might kind of like, yeah, that, well, I got the call there. And they might say that sort of thing rather than saying like, Oh my God, that's terrible. You know, they're not going to say that because umpires are 10 ply. Whereas <laughs> wrestling officials don't have a union. So <laughs> who are we going to piss off you? We can replace you, buddy. Yep. And it, they, they can, they do it, but they could do. There's no reason wrestling can't do new and innovative things with, you know, the refs. Cause they're, they're basically playing up to the thing of refs being blind. Uh-huh. You know, like in a cartoon, like an old Bugs Bunny cartoon, you'd see the ref with the big black glasses and a cup full of pens. Yep. You know, they, I don't know. I don't know the where those details came from. <laughs> Surprise some old timey yeah. movie, but you know, they could play into how stupid the refs are. Yeah. More often. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, if I can make an MLB analogy, uh Marty Elias, and we'll see it later on in the main event. But Marty Elias is like the Angel Hernandez of wrestling. Um, a few of you out there will appreciate that, I'm sure. But hey, uh, the referee gets knocked down. Um, slowly coming to. Cuerno hits Mil Muertes with a chair, but that, it's Mil. He's back from the dead. He's better than ever. Mil nails Cuerno with a chair. But ultimately, Cuerno counters an attack. Sends Meal into the chair in the corner that Meal had set up. Cuerno then rolls up Mil Muertes with a victory roll. Leverage and tights for the tights pulled for the pin. And King Cuerno gets the win and runs out of there like he just stole something because he did. And, you know, this is and sometimes this can go badly and still make mm-hmm. someone look weak. But I think yeah. it was, <clears throat> excuse me, it was a good bridge because you just can't have a wrestler just all of a sudden, for the most part, you can, but it's it's hard to do. You can't just have a wrestler all of a sudden become better. Yeah. And this is a nice way. You, sometimes when a heel wrestler is at a, like a lower card, you kind of have them get higher by stealing their way to the top. And yeah. then you have a match where they show their endurance. And and you and that's kind of like surprises the fans. Like, oh, crap, he's kicking out of this stuff now. Is he really belong up here so this is a good stepping point to bring Cuerno uh, to the top I think so I forget how it pays off but uh, it didn't feel like a cheap roll up even though it it's it's supposed to be it you know what I mean like it's not like a corny roll up it was like oh he used leverage he was holding the tights I think he was holding the rope too like he's a hunter he trapped them made sense yeah no you're right you're right, it makes sense. After this, we see Dario in his office with Taya and Ivelisse. He says he's impressed by both ladies. And as such, he knows they have beef. And they're going to face each other at Ultima Lucha Dos to determine who's the baddest. And then he waits on Ivelisse to say bitch in the building. And Dario Dario eventually says the baddest lady in the building. Because Dario, for wh- everything he is, he's chivalrous. He's a gentleman, you know. Yeah, you don't really like even it's you know, you don't always wanna you don't <laughs> it it would be a weird thing thing for him even in nineteen or uh, in what was it, two thousand seventeen? Yeah. Oh sixteen. Two thousand sixteen, it still would have been kinda a rough thing to say to a woman to her yeah. face. 
you know, like you, you're yeah. the baddest bitch. Like you just, unless you really know someone and they laugh at it, but like, that's, that would have been rough. But like I, the one note I put down was that if Ivy beats Taya, I'm going to riot. Cause <laughs> I've been very clear that of my praise of Taya, like she belonged in her match with cage. Mm-hmm. Gender didn't matter. She took yep. all those slams. She dished out some offense, and, and it was believable offense. It wasn't where Cage is swinging and missing like a like a ogre, like yeah. every Eva Lee matches. Like the guys can't connect. All of a sudden, they're slow and stupid. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> this is a uh, yeah. I just I think rewatching this this made me like kind of just not like Eva Lee. Mm. Oh man! So <laughs> after that. Evelise is leaving and Katrina says good luck and Evie says I did I didn't forget about you. I'll deal with you later. Mm-hmm. Katrina moves on, immediately demands a rematch for Mil Muertes with King Cuerno and Dario's like what are you doing making demands? I'm the proprietor. And then she tickles this violence bone. She says, you know, King Cuerno, Mil Muertes in a death match. They're the type that have hate sex with each other. What's that now? They're the type that have hate sex with each other. Oh, absolutely, yeah. For sure. For sure. But yeah, Katrina leaves the room out of thin air because she's a spirit. She's a damn near ghost. Mm -hmm. They should uh, splice a clip of her disappearing. And you remember Thor Ragnarok where uh, Korg runs and kicks the wall and goes, piss off, ghost. (laughs) (laughs) I always chuckle because I always think of that when she teleports away. Good stuff. Good stuff. After that, we had Prince Puma versus El Dragon Azteca Jr. This is like a warm-up for Ultima Lucha Dos for both men, actually. And Prince Puma, he's working Rudo here. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He's very aggressive. He's bigger. And he's more powerful. And he looks great. This is one of the matches where he looks better than all the other matches he's in. Yeah. Um, One of my favorite moves. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say Azteca looked good, too. He played out of his depth. He, you know, he played up to his competition. Yeah. And even though he lost, like, that's kind of good because you kind of have to build him down a little bit. A little bit. For uh, Black Lotus. And I don't and that that's not criticizing her talent because I don't remember. But the but the audience has never seen her wrestle. So she's a nobody to everybody. Exactly. Yeah. It's not like she's a name coming from a different promotion. She's just the angry, silent Asian lady. Like, that's all they've seen of her. That's all. The, the stupid, angry Asian lady. That's all she yeah. is. It's, it, gullible and stupid. And mm-hmm. she killed her own master. Yeah, <laughs> she did. Uh, it, At the it, advice of the man who kidnapped her. Of the kid. Yeah, it's Stockholm. Or the second man to kidnap her, rather. She gets kidnapped a lot. So she's not a good yeah. ninja. No. Well, so they had to build him down. Yep. And one of my favorite moves, though, was uh, Dragon Azteca was on the turnbuckle. And Puma sweeps him by pulling one of his legs. Yep. And then before he hits the ground, turns it into a blue thunder bomb, dude. Yeah. That's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was wild. It was wild. But yeah, Puma proved to be too much. And the 630 gets the win. The the best move in wrestling. Like, bar none. <laughs> It's great. It's one of the best. It is definitely one of the best because I don't know how you time that to land the same way. Yeah, I have no idea. Dario has four luchadors in the ring, Son of Havoc, Cage, The Mac, and Tejano, and he has a message for them. Apparently, 
Ultima Lucha Dose is going to start early this year because it is going to start next week. And that will start the Unique Opportunity Tournament, or as he is calling it, for a unique opportunity. And I love this because Dario explained the joke. He explained the pun. It's like, you see, it's because there's four of you. It was helpful because I was lost. (laughs) Yeah, but you are kind of stupid. Oh, Um, no doubt. (laughs) Dario then says, like, hey, why don't you guys get a jump start on each other, like, right now? And they do. (laughs) They they brawl around for a couple of minutes. A couple of minutes, rather. And who stands tall at the end but my boy, Cage? Hey, how many episodes are in this season? Uh, There are 26. So, so it's Ultima Lucha Dos, um, three episodes? Yes, it is. Yes, it is three episodes. It's four hours. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. We gonna, That's why I, guess... I wanted us to record, you know, with an odd episode at the end of each session for that reason. Do we want to take a break during the holidays then? Uh, yeah, that, I thought that was the plan. Yeah, okay. It might have been, but, you know, I don't yeah. remember things, so. So we do the, this comes out on the 2nd, the 9th we do the first part, the 16th we do the second part, and the 23rd we do the final part, and then probably come back first week of February. Oh, you want to take two months off? Well, a month and a half, or yes, five weeks or whatever. Yeah, we can do that. Okay, awesome. Are we that far ahead where it's going to be landing in December? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I just mapped it out for you, buddy. Yep, no, it's cool. No, I need that help Yeah. with my brain problems. Again, you are kind of stupid, but that's life. But yeah, my boy Cage clears out the ring, so go home math, as Steven Larson would explain it to you. Tells you he probably won't win the tournament, just, you know, off conventional wisdom. No, it's if you've watched wrestling, you know he's not. Yeah, yeah, but we'll see, we'll see. Next up, our main event of the evening, and this match was fire. It was in Fuego. Phoenix versus Johnny Mundo. What can I say about this match? It's just awesome, awesome stuff. And the finish they went with, it's like I was so pissed, but I'm like, that's the point, man. That's the point. Johnny Mundo and Phoenix went out there, and they did what they were supposed to do. They built mm-hmm. interest. They kept Phoenix strong. They kept uh, Mundo, like, that's the good thing of a heel, is a capable but lesser person. Yeah, So they're going to find a way to win outside the rules, and he did. Yeah. And they kept them all looking, everyone looks, the the faces look strong, and the heels look uh, treacherous enough for that not to matter. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And the finish came. When Phoenix landed a top rope Spanish fly, that is like when, the way he was on the rope, he had to transition twice over. And the way he did, he's like, I know they call Grand Madalik the king of the ropes, but like Phoenix is the real king of the ropes. Like, come on, man. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The way he transitioned to that Spanish fly, he hits the Spanish fly in the middle of the ring and Taya immediately distracts the referee uh, after she pulls out a belt. Johnny Mundo then grabs the belt and uh, comes to, hits Ray Phoenix with it, 
and Johnny steals the win. And Matt Stryker even sounded dejected. And he explained, he's like, yeah, like, I'm sorry. Like, I know we're supposed to be unbiased, but like after everything we saw to see a match in so cheap, it's just very upsetting. Yeah. And that was definitely a shot at WWE at the time. (laughs) I guarantee it was. I know. You know, it was. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because they do it, um, too. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, Lucha Underground does it. WWE does it. Like, it's a it's a sad reality in a lot of wrestling. Yeah, it's when you do it too much, it's there's people get caught up in like, oh, you shouldn't you shouldn't do that. It's like, no, it's not one to one. It's just there's a there's a balance. Yeah. You know, there's times where a draw match is fine. If anything yeah. better, there's sometimes where inter- a cheap heel win is needed. You just can't go crazy with you know, everyone always losing cheaply. That's the only thing. Yeah, that's like, and whatever, maybe I'll get heat for this. But no, by the time this comes out, it may not matter. Uh, most of the Kenny Omega title run. <laughs> uh, Very interfer- interference-laden. You can't disagree, sir. Yeah, I'll agree. Yeah. But still a good run. I like Kenny as champ. Yeah. I'm digging it. Yeah. Um, either way. Um, yeah. <laughs> After that, the rest of the Worldwide Underground comes out, and they start beating up on Phoenix. It's four-on-one. The rest of the Lucha friends come out. It's four-on-three, and one guy's just been through hell. Like, you're outmatched, man. You're, you're trying to keep up, but you can't. And then Ivelisse comes out, and she evens the odds. And they seemingly have Johnny Mundo in a compromising position on his own. And he bails out of there. But, hey, we forgot about Taya. And of course, Taya is the last person in the ring with all the technicos. She always is. Yeah, exactly. She's definitely the heater. She's the heater of heaters, man. She's good, though. Absolutely, she is. Absolutely. Um, Taya gets left in the ring alone, like I mentioned, and they just toss her out. You know, they keep it pretty, uh, pretty. I don't know. Uh, they, they keep it. Uh, they don't go too hard on her. You know what I'm saying? They, they kind of throw her out with some force, but like. That's about it. It could have been much worse. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It has been much worse before. And that is our episode, and we are going to grade that. But before we do that, I want to recap the Ultima Lucha Dose card. First off, we've got a For a Unique Opportunity tournament. We have got these four luchadors in some form of action here. We've got the Mac, Tejano, Cage, and Son of Havoc. A match to determine the baddest bitch in the building. Taya versus Ivelisse. In a death match, we've got Mil Muertes versus King Cuerno. We've also got El Dragon Azteca Jr. versus the Black Lotus. And what is the true main event of Ultima Lucha Dos? We've got Prince Puma versus Rey Mysterio. For the trios titles, we've got the Worldwide Underground, Johnny Mundo, PJ Black, Jack Evans versus the Lucha Friends, Phoenix, Drago, and Aerostar. For the Gift of the Gods, we have got Nightclaw facing Daga, Marty the Moth, Siniestro de la Muerte, Killshot, The Mariposa, and Sexy Star. And for the Lucha Underground Championship, we have got Matanza versus Pentagon Jr. What a card. It's it's loaded. They got some of their yeah. best things. They're redoing a match. Yeah. Which is I will say this. I will say this. Um, not having Pentagon on either this episode or the last episode is certainly an interesting choice. Like, I kind of, there's not a lot of meat on the bone here, you know? No, because they're they're redoing a match. Yeah. 
They already did. And the way he got it was being thrown into a tournament uh-huh. fairly last second and winning it, yep. which yep. is fine. You can do it sometimes. It's not the end of the world. And yes, it's happened before, and I've been fine of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it frankly happened of Hangman, and I'm okay yep. with it. Yep. But they've even that and my criticism with that is they haven't built Hangman up enough. And I'm I'm for Hangman. Like I'm not yep. one of those people that doesn't like this story or thinks it's stupid. I like it and I'm I'm yeah. into it. Uh it's not an AEW show, so I won't get into it, but they have done less with Pentagon. Yeah. Than they have with like they haven't built like consider and it's not like this isn't a company that doesn't do it, because they did it with like the first couple weeks of this season where he came in, he broke Mill's arm, right? Like Yeah. I don't know. Like, he, I mean, and he could have been injured. It could have been, you know, they're trying to build the other stuff up. But a lot of well, his other stuff is back, just, man. yeah, he just got, you're right. He definitely did just get back. <laughs> I mean, you could have just done a promo behind, like, you know what I mean? You could have just done a, a, a cinematic with him. Yeah. yeah. So it, you're right. Because in the stuff, the meat they're putting on the bones, like, I don't, who gives a shit about, I don't know, Sinestro. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, there's. Yeah. If it's a it's we say an interesting choice uh pretty... when we say interesting choice it means just the opposite <laughs> yeah it does. i was trying to think of the the good word to describe it but yeah this yeah if it's pretty we're not going to spoil it but we're pretty not excited for the pentagon and we're, yeah. we're huge fans of pentagon and i'm a and i've completely turned around about matanza i, I like him i know you still don't and that's fine because yeah. it's he is kind of a he has a bad finish for his character type yeah but uh still not excited for it yeah um that being said we can grade it now we can grade this episode and i'm giving it a b plus actually i really enjoyed all three matches on this card i'll give it a b uh no plus or minus just a b because yeah. I, I did like it better in the previous episode and um yeah not much more to say about it i've said everything i i can oh. And I did forget to mention one thing, and I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, mm. Phoenix worked that main event very aggressive, like more aggressive than like I'd seen him in quite some time, uh, probably since his uh, Grave Consequences match from the first season. No, he definitely gets changed. Yes, over time. Um, yeah. And I was just realizing this is the go home show, so it is. You are absolutely right. That's an odd choice not to have the person and i because I, I think the pentagon match goes last if i remember correctly i don't know or he may it's be second the, to last I, I won't say but it's on the last episode yeah it's a co-main event at, at yeah. uh, i guess we could say that and so it's a very interesting choice not to have that in here anywhere but yeah. in the last two episodes like it's kind of like that's on imagine kenny not doing anything for two weeks <laughs> and then having a match for, with someone yeah yeah i get you man yeah Odd choice for sure, but hey, we've given out our grades. Greg gave it a B. I gave it a B plus. We, uh, I would say, we enjoyed this episode. Um, we do thank you for listening, and we want you to remember that if your opponent's girlfriend distracts a dumb official and you get hit with a belt, you may suffer grave consequences. <laughs>